0: CHAPTER 16 THE THREE BEARS This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording by Emily Lost The Old Fairy Tales by Laura Valentine THE THREE BEARS A certain German forest near the Hartz Mountains there lived three exceedingly domestic bears. There was the father bear, the mother bear, and a little son. They had a nice little house, a chair each to sit on, a bed to sleep in, and a basin each for milk and honey, which was their favorite food. The fathers were the largest, the mothers a little smaller, and the little bears were the smallest of all. One day, they boiled their milk and honey for breakfast, poured it into their basins, and went out for a walk while it cooled. Now it happened that very near the bear's little dwelling lived a woodman's little daughter all by herself. She was called Goldenhair. Her father and mother were both dead so she was quite alone. She kept her small house very neat, made herself a bed of moss and beech leaves, and used to pick berries for her food. Of course, the poor little thing had no one to teach her right from wrong, and she lived quite like a little savage in her forest home. Only, she was a gentle creature, and used to sing like the birds in the trees under which she played. On the very morning that the three bears went for a walk, Goldenhair was also rambling about the wood. By and by, she came to the bear's house and as the window was open, she peeped in. Seeing no one there, she shifted the latch and walked into the house. This was very rude of golden hair, but then she knew no better. She saw the three basins and looked into them, and then, taking up the tiny bears, she tasted his milk and honey. She thought, it very nice indeed. So she sat down in the little bear's chair to eat it, but the chair was much too small for her, and she broke the seat and fell through, basin and all. Now, this was certainly stealing, but Golden Hair did not know that she ought not to take what was not her own. A tiny bear may only be a tiny bear, but still he has a right to his own things. Then Golden Hair went upstairs, and there she saw the three little beds all in a row. The first was the father bear's, the second was the mother bear's, and the last was Tiny Bear's. Golden Hair thought they looked very comfortable, and as she was a little tired, she got into the tiny bear's and fell asleep. By and by, the bears came home. Tiny Bear looked at his chair and basin and said, Somebody's been here. And Father Bear gruffly said, Somebody has been here. And Mother Bear said, Not quite so gruffly. Somebody has been here. And then they went to the table and looked at their basins. And the Father Bear said gruffly, Somebody has touched my basin. And Mother Bear said less gruffly, Somebody has touched my basin. And Tiny Bear said in a high, shrill voice, And somebody has broken mine. Then they all went upstairs and looked into their beds. There is no one in my bed, said Father Bear gruffly. There is nobody in my bed, said Mother Bear less gruffly. There is a little girl in my bed, squeaked Tiny Bear. And she has eaten up my breakfast and broken my chair and cracked my basin. The shrill voice of Tiny Bear woke up golden hair and she startled out of the bed the window was open and she was so frightened that she jumped right out of it at once and ran away and the bears went to the window and watched her and saw her disappear into the forest the father bear said gruffly the wolves will eat her and mother bear said less gruffly the wolves will eat her and tiny bear squeaked in his shrill voice the wolves will eat her but they did not now if you wish very much to know what became of golden hair i will tell you She ran terrified through the woods. She fell over the trunk of a tree, and while she lay on the ground, weeping, a bee buzzed up to her and said, Little golden hair, what has happened? I went into the bear's house, beautiful bee, and ate up some milk and honey. And then I got into tiny bear's bed and fell asleep, and the bears came home and found me. And I was so frightened that I jumped out of the window and I had just fallen down. If I had not jumped out, I dare say, they would have killed me very likely buzzed the bee i dislike bears very much myself and never cross their threshold they eat our honey they have no manners and their figures are so very awkward and their movements so uncouth. but you had no right to eat tiny bears breakfast that was stealing and it was wrong never take a drop of honey from a flower without asking its leave first golden hair sobbed out that she did not know that it was wrong well said the bee i don't see how you should as you have not been taught. We bees have often pitied you. Now I am not rich. I am only an upholster bee and I don't live in a hive and I have no queen. But if you like to live with me and my little girl, I will do all that I can for you. Golden Hair was very glad to accept his kind offer, for she thought that honey was very nice and she had no doubt that it would be her food if she lived with the upholster bee. Then the bee showed the child where she lived in a hollow tree. And golden hair thought it was very fine dwelling for a bee had hung it all around with curtains cut from red poppy leaves and it was so clean that you could have been delighted with it. Now golden hair said the bee we cannot endure dirty children go and wash yourself in the stream and wash your frock and hang it out to dry. Golden hair did what she was told and when she was nicely dressed again in a clean white frock and all her golden hair lay on her shoulders glistening in the sun She looked very pretty indeed she played all day with the butterflies and birds and when the sun set she fell asleep the next day the bee buzzed in her ear as soon as it was light and woke her up golden hair she said as the child sat up and rubbed her sleepy blue eyes we can't have idle people here i hate a drone get up and work i have nothing to do said golden hair i can't make honey but you can do a great many other things "'Only wish I had your wonderful hands,' said the bee. "'What can I do?' asked Golden Hare. "'I'll tell you. Get up and take a wooden spade "'and dig up the sweetest flowers in the wood "'and plant them here close to my cell, "'and when no rain comes, water them, "'and don't let the greedy worms eat them all up "'and pick them off the leaves.' Golden Hare did as she was told, but not for very long, "'for a silly butterfly came and coaxed her to run a race with him and laughed at her for grubbing in the mud and making her hands dirty. So she ran races and did not work. By and by she was hungry, and she said to the butterfly, Will you give me some honey for dinner? I have not any honey, answered he. You cannot expect a gentleman like me to provide food. It is quite beneath me. I eat a little bit of leaf here and there. Oh my, I am so hungry, sobbed Golden Hair. Absurd, how vulgar you are sang the butterfly and he flew away for as he told the nearest rose he hated to see tears and the rose smiled at his wit and admired his fine feelings golden hair went home and found her dinner ready the purest honey scented with lilac and wild thyme and honeysuckle. she ate a great deal of it and thanked the bee and the bee said you have not done much work if i had been as idle as you are i should have no dinner to give you it was all the butterfly's fault said golden hair nonsense said the bee he could not make you idle unless you chose to be so don't tell me one would get very little done if one could be persuaded to play at every idle insect you once saw i will do better tomorrow said golden hair better begin today answered the bee who can tell if the sun will shine tomorrow so golden hair worked all afternoon and when night came she felt happy and satisfied as everybody does when they have done right and a kind nightingale who had been pleased to see her so industrious came and sat on a bough close by and sang her to sleep the next day a robin woke her get up he said golden hair the lark is singing hymns and it's a pity you should not join in them besides if you don't get up early you will find no worms thank you said golden hair but I don't eat worms I breakfast on honey that is very well for dessert, said Robin. But for food, I prefer something more substantial. <sighs> I should like a few cherries, sighed so Hair. There are plenty of strawberries in the wood, said Robin. If you will come with me, I will show you where they grow. And he showed Golden Hair a bed of ripe strawberries growing on a sunny bank, and they were quite delicious. What a clever bird you are, said the child as she ate her breakfast with the Robin. And yet, I should not have thought so. "'judging by your very plain suit, though, to be sure, your breast is a pretty colour, "'We must not judge by outside show,' said Robin. "'Neither I nor the bee are as gay as the butterfly, "'but I think I may say without boasting that we are worth a dozen of him.' "'And Golden Hair thought so too. "'By and by the winter came, and snow fell fast, "'and the bitter wind blew through the trees. "'Golden Hair crouched down inside the old tree on the moss and wept with the cold.' What a pity it is you have no feathers, said the robin. Go to sleep, said the bee drowsily. This is the sort of weather for a good nap. But Golden Hare could not sleep for the cold and wishing would not give her feathers. By and by, the robin said to bee, Golden Hare ought to go home to her own kind. I've had some crumbs today from such good people. I'm sure if they knew the child was here, they would help. But how can we let them know, said the bee? You see... "'Their education is so bad that they know nothing of our languages.' "'I will tell the dog,' said Robin. "'He is a great philanthropist and can settle ways and means. "'I ought think he is much wiser than his master.' "'A pheasant told me last autumn that the gentleman can do nothing without him.' "'Do speak to the dog,' said the bee. "'I don't like to see Golden suffer and do nothing for her.' "'So the Robin told the dog, and the dog said, "'Show me where the child is.' "'And Robin did so.' and the dog barked and fawned on the little child and golden hair was pleased and stroked him and nestled up to him and warmed herself and the dog lay closer beside her and warmed her with his breath and by and by he took some meat from his master's plate and brought it to the hungry child and the dog's master said to his wife i wonder where trey goes every day with a piece of meat and his wife said why do you not follow him so the next day the gentleman went after his dog and followed him through the wood till he came to a hollow tree and there, inside it, very pale, and cold, and miserable, lay a little child with golden hair. And the dog gave her the meat, while a solitary bee buzzing faintly near, and a robin twittered gratefully from a twig. The dog's master went in and took the poor babe in his arms and spoke to her. But golden hair had quite forgotten her own language, and knew only the dialects of the word. But she wept, and clasped the gentleman's arm with beseeching hands. Poor besotted babe! he said embracing her i will take you home and you shall be to me as a daughter and the bee buzzed her contentment and the robin sang a lay of rejoice and the dog barked and frisked as if he were wild with delight so golden hair was taken home by the dog's kind master and he gave her to his wife and said i have found a wild child in the forest let her be our own and the lady clasped the babe in her arms and loved her from the day and christened her mary And thus it happened that no one ever knew what had become of Golden Hair. End of chapter sixteen.